Welcome to episode nine of the Canvas Casters podcast. And in this episode, we run right into the classroom with Canvas and K-12 classroom applications with a local physics teacher who's been using LMSs since Jump Street. He's one of our biggest supporters and good friends, Kevin Self from Lawrence Central High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. Kevin was so great. You don't want to miss the unique ways he's using blueprinting courses in Canvas, as well as the three things he pulls right out of his Canvas backpack for episode nine. Now, did we plan to release episode nine on the heels of another big release this weekend? Maybe by the same name? Absolutely not. But sometimes things have a way of working out and it's a it's a pretty decent happy accident. The release of the highly anticipated podcast episode nine the canvas casters is finally here and it starts right now So I know when we started talking about building this episode, Marcus, I was extremely excited about having teachers like in the trenches, K through 12, uh, people that were using Canvas every day. And somebody that's kind of stuck out for both of us, I think, when we first started the podcast was Kevin from from Lawrence Central here in Indiana. And Kevin is a chemistry, biology, physics, earth space, ICP teacher. He's been an assistant principal and principal of the middle school. Um, and he's also an e-coach and he does some administering of Canvas LMS. And he just it seemed like he was the absolute perfect guest to have on this episode. So we're really excited to have you, Kevin. Tell us about your background in education. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I have done everything and anything in education from mopping floors and and scrubbing down tile and those kind of things as a as a summer custodian to um, actually running a high uh, a middle school when I first started teaching I was using 186 and 286 computers and now you know with the with the ability of canvas and and other LMSs obviously you know the technology piece has really grown over the course of the last 20 to 23 years that I've been in education. Now, I am relatively certain that Kevin was probably one of our very first Twitter followers, listeners, and an absolute OG supporter of the Canvas Casters. Uh, so first of all, thank you for, for all of that. Uh, we, we love engaging with, with folks on Twitter, and Kevin is all over the place. Not only is he engaging with us, but he's engaging in all sorts of different chats and uh, Indiana chats and Canvas chats and everything else. So, but one thing we noticed, and what I noticed specifically in some of your background information, uh, is Kevin's got a fourth grade daughter, and I have a fourth grade daughter. Kevin's got a fourth grade daughter and an eighth grade daughter. So already you're losing the battle in the household as it is. But having an older daughter and then that younger one, can you give me any pointers on what I've got on the horizon? Because I'm nervous already. Um, well, first of all, my eighth grade daughter is involved in color guard. She's involved in choir. She's involved in drama at school. No, not that type <laughs> of drama. Not not the typical middle school drama. But she she's involved in the plays and things like that. And the one thing that I... I do is I'm constantly running back and forth, taking her to this, taking her to that. And, you know, if, if you've got good cell service where you are, you need to make sure that, that you're, you're, you know, you can keep that connection. And that's when I do a lot of my Twitter chats is when I'm right. waiting on her um, at her different events. So it kind of kills for sure, some time. For sure. And hey, no big deal. The fourth grader is going to in a couple years, you're going to be you're going to be all over the place times two. 
Yeah, my fourth grade daughter's more of mm-hmm. my sporty kid. Um, she does dance and she does softball. And um, I've I've coached her softball team um, in nice. the past as well. No, I'm not a not not a sports guru, but I can go out there and cheer really really loud. So just being a being a supporter of both of my girls is really really important. The other thing is, is my wife's a teacher as well in a different district, and so it's doing those school events that we have to do. And then doing their school events as well. It starts at six o'clock in the morning and there's nights where it's, you know, 1245, one o'clock before I get done doing everything that I need. This to might do. be the, because this is like the couple's trifecta. Your wife is in education. My wife teaches third grade. Yep. Kevin's wife's a teacher. Like this is, we're all gluttons lots for of things happening here. We're, we all love this work so much that we married people that also do the same thing. I, I always tell people the same thing that like it, it works because nobody gets it like a person who's in it with you, you know? So we can trade our war stories and we know confidently that our significant others truly do get it and understand it. And so when you vent and you're frustrated, it all lands. Tell us a little bit about what you do uh, at Lawrence Central and your familiarity with Canvas and sort of give us a sense of how it looks for you on a day-to-day. First of all, I think I probably ought to go back to the beginning of my LMS use. Back in 2002, I worked in Wayne Township Schools on the west side of Indianapolis. For those of you in Indiana, it's um, Ben Davis High School was the feeder high school. And I was a ninth grade biology teacher. And I was approached by our tech person in our building. Her name's Libby Laurie. Um, Some of you may know her. And she's like, I want you to give this a try. And I think you'd really like like using this. I started using Angel. At the time, we only had 90 licenses for a, for a district that had 16,000 Right, students. that's a huge district. <laughs> and so I started building content um, at that point, started using um, the various different tools that went into it. Loved it. I loved it so much that I helped write a grant through the state of Indiana. Um, it was like a $250,000 grant that we wrote. And the next year, every student had access to Angel. I used Angel for the three remaining years that I was there. Um, and then I became an assistant principal. Uh, the district that I worked in didn't have Angel, um, was not using LMSs at all. After about a year, Moodle was the was the up and coming thing because it was free. And um, so I kind of learned how to use it. It was definitely a step backwards from Angel at that point, but we did use it at my middle school and I was kind of a trainer along with being the assistant principal. When I moved to to Lawrenceburg and became the uh, principal of the middle school there, we kind of continued using Moodle, but then my big campus came around. My big campus, again, was a step up at that point, we became a one-to-one school, and we just had a lot of a lot of people that were using it. Moved to Pike Township, and that's where my connection kind of came with you guys. At the time when I was working in Pike, I was new, didn't really know anybody, and was like, "Boy, I wish we had my big campus. Boy, I wish we had something that I could take and use as an LMS." And I was connected with Megan Tolan. At that point, Megan was our tech integrations person and Megan introduced me to Canvas at that point. And from there, Canvas is everything plus of what 
all of those other LMSs that I've I've been exposed to. It's user friendly. It's something that you can really take and build a robust amount of content with, and I've loved it. I moved to Lawrence Township at the beginning of 2017. I've been using Canvas ever since, building content for my students. And then I've been, for the last two summers, um, kind of the head tech person for our summer school program. We have about 2,000 kids that go through summer school in Lawrence Township. We get some kids from outside of our district. My job is to make sure that Canvas works for for our students and for our teachers. We offer about 75 sections of courses um, over the summer, and it's all done virtually. Our kids never step foot in our schools except to take finals as far as as the summer school is concerned. And I kind of make sure that that baby continues to roll. It's awesome. It's almost like you have a virtual, it's like you've built a virtual school just for summer. Yeah, and and that's exactly what it is. The administrators that I work with are our central office and then the two administrators from the high school that I work with, we joke that we're running a 5A high school for summer school because that's that's literally what it is basically the time we get back from spring break until the end of july it's major go time for me um, making sure that the courses are built that we have content that's pushed out that we have the teachers ready to go that our kids are enrolled in the courses that they that they want to be enrolled in and just kind of making sure that things roll the way that they're supposed to. Now, Kevin, you've had a ton, like everything I hear about what you just said was that I have been in almost every LMS instance that you can think of from <laughs> 2002. <laughs> um, and this is a guy that's been like, you know what an LMS is, you know what it should be. And that's why we're just, yep. we're thrilled to have you on. Now, being in a district that is as large as yours in the state of Indiana, um, as both a teacher and an administrator, what challenges, if any, do you face with such a large number of users? I think the big challenge that that we have is making sure that the content that we're providing for our students is authentic, um, is robust, and that it's challenging for our kids. And that's one of the things that I'm going to be working on probably more this year than I have in the last two, is just making sure that the that the development of our of our course content is is up to snuff with what we expect as a district. You know, there's there's stuff that's that's available um, in Canvas, and and we pull it. You know, we go into the into the um, Canvas library and pull content from there at times. But we also want to make sure that 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 content fits our needs and fits the needs of our students. And so, you know, making sure that we're delivering it in an appropriate way. A lot of times engagement is is a huge factor for getting kids that, that want to actually do the work. If you have something that that looks and has a feel that's that's pretty sterile, chances are you're not going to have a lot of success. So you want to have something that's got a little bit of pop to it and making sure that, that that's good to go. As far as getting kids enrolled, that's simple for us. We just take the information from Skyward and it transfers. I think I've been told that it transfers seven or eight times a day. So there's constant updates of kids that are enrolling and being um, unenrolled from courses. 
I don't have to worry about that. And, and that's, again, when you have a program as large as Canvas that's capable of, of talking to so many different um, SMSs and, and, and that, um, and it's done seamlessly, that just makes the job of, of the person that's administering it that much easier. Right. And it just works, right? Like it's, it is so seamless in, in that instance. And when we first talked about doing it here, that was the one thing that I kept going back to with administration was that we're just not going to have to worry about a lot of the stuff that we used to have to worry about on some of these other platforms that we were evaluating. So it was just, it was a no brainer. Well, the, the one thing that we've had a couple of issues with, with Canvas is because we end our second semester there's still teachers that are working on things and we start our summer school basically right away. There is a little bit of a, of a conflict that happens with just the, the way that the, the courses roll out. But when we've had problems with it, we call Canvas up and they're like, we're going to get this resolved for you. And it's taken care of, you know, as far as their customer service is concerned, I haven't really had a lot of negative aspects with it. Anytime that you call them up and there is a problem, we can get it solved for you. Yeah, I work in a small school district, a relatively rural one. And so I, I, I tend to think that it's easier for somebody like me to, to get help because of the sheer lack of numbers involved. You know, a fix for our district would seemingly be easier than than in a larger space. But it sounds like with, with Kevin's scenario, it's sort of across the board equal equally supported which is again really awesome and something that we've had almost every guest is has if not directly talked about, at least hinted at. Now, Kevin, when we first started collaborating with you, it was really interesting. You brought up this term of like blueprinting in Canvas. Could you elaborate for some of our listeners out there? Like when I first saw it, I was like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Um, And then you like shared with us kind of what you were doing. And I was like, my mind is now blown. He needs to share this with everybody we know. Can you elaborate on how you're using, you know, specifically the blueprinting in Canvas, how you're using it and how it's being shared with your teachers in your district or multiple teachers in the same instance. When you go in and you're actually setting up your courses in in Canvas, there is an option that's in the setup section that's called Blueprint. And basically what that is, is that you're creating almost like a template of the course content that you're wanting to use from multiple teachers and possibly even multiple schools. Lawrence Township, we have Lawrence Central and Lawrence North. And so there's teachers that are teaching the same content, not only within the same department, but also between the schools as well. And so what Blueprint allows you to do is it allows you to create content that every teacher that teaches, let's say, biology would be using. You create that that template at that point, enter in everything that you want, and then you link that that template to every section with every single teacher. One of the things that it it, it kind of refers back to is like how we cross list um, different sections within the, the actual teacher itself. What this does is it allows you to cross list with teachers that are teaching the same content and then push that material out to everybody. If you need to make a change, you make the change in the blueprint 
you click sync and it syncs it to everybody. I'm getting I think goosebumps. Mark's just had a physical reaction. <laughs> I'm, I'm legit. Like I'm sitting here going, oh, oh yeah, get it. <laughs> well, yeah. When you get Marcus to do yeah. that, you know you got something. That's all I'm saying. When he's like, woo. <laughs> yeah. So let's say that, that you have a collaboration that takes place and there is a problem on question number 47 of a test over genetics. I can go into that blueprint, make that correction on question number 47, sync it, and everybody that teaches that content has that correction made, which is, it's fantastic. Like with our summer school program, we do a virtual PE course, and we have 15 different sections of virtual PE that takes place during the summer. And we had a problem with one of the questions on, on a test that was, that was given. And it was, boy, do we have to go in and make all these changes to all 15 sections in, in the past? That's what you had to do. But with the blueprint, all I had to do, go into that question on the blueprint, click sync. It pushed it out to all 15. It's, it, it's so fantastic. And it really offers, and with, with PLCs and those kind of things, that's where I think the, the real benefit is, is that you can work on that blueprint course in a, in a PLC time. And then once it's agreed upon, we can push that content out to everybody. The, the piece that makes it even better is that it doesn't limit changes that actually take place by an individual teacher either. So I can go in and I'm one of those six teachers that teaches biology. I can still add my own content that I want, but this is a almost like a roadmap for a teacher that that's set up by by a department or by a PLC or by by the school administration, whatever it is. And I think that that would be obviously as you describe it, it, it makes a ton of sense in a lot of different settings. Uh, I'm thinking of teachers that are new to Canvas, right? Um, I'm a new teacher at Lawrence Central. I'm fresh out of college. I've never used Canvas in my life. And now I'm, I got a guy like Kevin telling me I got to use Canvas and this is the LMS. And boy, doesn't it just absolutely make life a lot easier to have a blueprint for that teacher. And that teacher is immediately starting with a structure that they can then learn from and build off of and they've got a structure built in that they that is logical and vetted by more veteran teachers and they can put their own spin on it in every teacher like obviously we don't i've never been a big proponent that every teacher teaches the exact same thing but it's there and they have it to use as their you know resource and, and at their disposal to kind of do their thing and put their mark on it as an educator this is strong this is so strong kevin for our listeners i'm so excited you shared that yeah it's it's really been a game changer and with us we're we're getting ready to do e-learning days. And so we've even used and, and considered using the blueprint to be able to push out our 
our, our template that we have for that e-learning day to where we can get that out to every single teacher in the district that's using Canvas. And instead of having to import it, yes, it, it really does do that streamlining aspect. That's awesome. I, I love that. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm with you, Eddie. I cannot wait till people hear that because <laughs> right. Twitter's going to blow up. People are going to like, Kevin, yeah. you better you better get a uh, phone plugged in to the car <laughs> charger. going to need an agent. Me. Kevin needs an agent. <laughs> get an agent uh, for sure because that's, that's going to be, uh, you know, I know a lot of people may be familiar with the terminology, but hearing the sort of real world applications and the uses is going to be awesome. We're all sort of in this tree of being, you know, tech people. Um, but I'm a former high school English teacher. And I will tell anyone who will listen that I don't do numbers. As a person who's teaching physics, what I want to hear is uh, tell us about how Canvas helps you, you know, accomplish all of the math things and the formulas and such that you face when you're uh, teaching physics. The rich content editor aspect of things. With that and some of the updates that they've done over the course of the last year, they've actually it really improved on being able to put in formulas and all of those things into the, um, ab- the ability for the kids to actually answer stuff that's that's in canvas yeah you've got to teach the kids how to use that a little bit but if they're going to do anything um past what what we're doing you know using technology they're going to need to know how to use it and with that rich content editor aspect of things it's really it's really improved that ability to put in formulas and those kind of things into canvas something that wasn't there um two three years ago when i was when I was first starting to teach the chemistry, the, the physics, the, the ICP type of things. And uh, that's, that's Canvas listens to the users and makes those adjustments to where, to where we're able to be more successful with, with the technology, with the various different, different subject levels. Kevin, that plays right into our next question, which is uh, our Canvas backpack. It used to be the big three. We're changing it. Uh, we said we would at some point, right? Like You got to stick with us. Uh, tell our listeners what three things you're kind of pulling out of your Canvas backpack daily as a classroom teacher and, and possibly an administrator, things that you're showing other people like, hey, check out this really cool thing I have in my backpack. Number one, the blueprint piece that we've already mentioned um, is really, really important. Um, the second thing that I haven't talked about yet are groups. I just feel like with groups, it allows me to be able to differentiate instruction for my different levels of students that I have. You know, I have I have AP physics kids that that are in a class. I have a regular physics kit, uh, regular physics classes where I have kids that are right there on that cusp of being an AP. But I also have kids that are in my class that are um, ENL students. And in some cases, I need to be able to take the content that I'm teaching in the classroom and put it into their native language um, because they may they may be a, a level zero, level one, level two student that is still trying to get a grasp on English. And so in the group section, I can take and pull out certain students and give them that differentiated instruction. It's not that I'm 
um, watering down the content. It's just putting it into a way that that fits those specific students' needs. I can do that for tests. I can do that for quizzes. I can do that for any assignment that I really want. It comes across in that Canvas gradebook right now as being a different assignment, but it truly is the same assignment. It's just given to to different students to, again, meet their specific needs that they have. That's, and that's so important. And, and my wife is a, is a, ENL coordinator uh, up here uh, in Lafayette and the tools and being able to leverage those tools to make something that all teachers need to do, frankly, required to do, but it, it is so challenging or has historically been so challenging to differentiate instruction and do it in a in a in a uh, efficient way in a way that is in, in no way frankly demeaning in any way which is is a, is a real thing that can happen if if done poorly again you know using groups here like Kevin is saying it is such a great way to make that happen for your kids uh, and again canvas is making it easier for teachers to then be able to execute uh, something that you're required to do, you want to do, but is so, so challenging. And then, you know, what I do with it is I'll take and use like Google Translate. I don't speak of, I, I took four years of German in high school. I don't use any of it ever, but I, I have a lot of Spanish speaking students. And so I can just go to Google Translate, translate what I need, put that link into Canvas, you know, my specific groups of students and they're set and they're ready to go. And it just makes life so much easier for them. One, when I was first starting to use Canvas um, three or four years ago in Pike Township, I had a student that spoke French. He spoke no English at all, period. By being able to, to provide him with that group setting where I could take and translate things into French for him, but also have the ability to upload English content as well, he could see the English content and the French content all on the same LMS. The, the really crazy thing was, is by the end of the year, he had actually graduated out of our ENL program at, at a, I think he was at a level three or level four by the end of the school year. Not just, and, and this is a kid that went from no English August 1st to being completely out of the inclusion type of courses with, with our ENL program by the end of the school year. That's something that I keep on saying here at, at LC. We need to get more teachers that are doing this. You know, it's a challenge. It takes time. But at the same time, we, we need to do what's best for our students. This is an opportunity for that to take place. And let's finish up with your, I, I heard two. We've got blueprints and groups. What's your third one? I really like the new grade book um, that's in Canvas. Um, I think that it's going to be a huge game changer for teachers. We have the, the ability here in Lawrence Township to be able to sync our grades directly from the Canvas grade book into Skyward. It's one of those cost things um, that a lot of school districts aren't able to do. But what I'm seeing in there is um, I can weight grades, you know, homework and tests, quizzes, homework, classwork, those kind of things. I can put specific weights on those. It used to be that you had to do it in assignments. But now with the new grade book, you can actually do it straight from there. If I want to give um, a minimum score for an assignment um, that's maybe not turned in, 
I can do that directly from the gradebook now also. And I just, it, it looks and has the feel of a traditional SMS instead of just kind of like what I, almost like a spreadsheet from the past. Well, Kevin, we want to thank you not only for uh, all that you've done in this episode in just blowing up uh, all of the talk of Blueprint, uh, among so many other great points. Uh, we want to thank you again for your support of the podcast and your interactions on social media. We really appreciate your time. As we always say, we don't work for Canvas. Canvas works for us.